Neville, it's been a very successful few months for Alexi Popperin, in particular Umag and Cincy, back-to-back different surfaces. What has made the difference for him? Yeah, I mean, as is well known, obviously we have a, quite a unique situation. We have myself and Xavier Melise both working with, with Alexi, so um, we, we both get along really well. And, you know, he's really bought into both of our, our philosophies and obviously we, it's very similar. And, you know, he's, he's just putting in the work day in, day out. He's got a great attitude on court. Um, and his, his level of intent has gone up. His level of execution has gone up. And, you know, he's just doing a great job. He's a, he's a very good professional. There's plenty of people who would say, yeah, lots of people are working hard. But what makes the difference between someone working hard and someone actually getting the results? Yeah, good question. Um, He's just putting the things together in matches, and uh, you know every match he's he puts in the, the effort every single match. He puts you know he doesn't tank one point. He's always he, he tries to play every single point, and noticeably he did really well on the clay this year, which which gave him a huge comf- uh, level of confidence. You know, uh, Cincinnati, I mean he lost in the qualities, but after being up four one, and you know then he he turned it around and, and had a great run through the quarterfinals, but it's it's just about you know he's putting himself in position every single match and he's giving himself a chance to win every single match that he's playing you mentioned the clay his compatriot patrick rafter said about 30 years ago if you put the work in on clay you'll get the rewards on hard courts is that what he's discovered uh, fair enough yeah i mean i think alex has always been a really hard worker uh, you know one of the things is we actually play he's actually playing a, a small a smaller schedule than he used to play he used to nearly kind of go week by week and play where he got in and you know something we changed because you, you can't be effective playing like that so you know we've, we've he, I mean in the summer he actually only played from between Wimbledon and US Open he played two tournaments Umag and, and Cincinnati he was he did hurt himself slightly in the the final in Umag so he actually had to pull out of Kitzbühel but you know play, uh, when you play lesser schedule you're more ready to play the weeks that you are going to play he was touted as one of the next great things in a country that has a great tennis tradition and is desperate for its next uh, generation of heroes. Does that put an undue pressure on him that other players in the top 100 don't necessarily have? Yeah, I mean, I think always coming out of juniors as a top junior, and I mean, when Roland Garros juniors, I think that there's always going to be just that little extra level of expectation on you. But, you know, you have to focus on your job and what you're going to do. And you know, many guys will win in the juniors, but not, the game's not necessarily going to translate into the seniors. So you have to figure, out, figure things out. And uh, he's done, I mean, he was obviously from 18, 19 years old, already broken to the top 100. But he's doing things better week in, week out. You know, this is the first time he's actually traveled with a uh, physiotherapist the whole year. And he's been healthy. So healthy physically means healthy mentally. And, and you know, better results come from that. And have you had to work on aspects of how he deals with setbacks in the course of matches when you can't talk to him when he's just got to work it out for himself yeah i mean he's doing you know this year obviously was it's been confirmed that we can actually coach from the side and we can help so he he's very much thrives in a team environment and so when he we're on the side of the court obviously he feels like he's in a team environment and that that really works for him so he's very giving of himself uh he's very grateful he's very appreciative of the work that his team puts in and from our side i mean it, it you know working 30 plus weeks a year is, is very difficult you do get tired but with the way we've got a structure right now we're you know myself and Xavier both we always come in fresh you know so we have six weeks on kind of like four five six weeks off um, so we always come in fresh and with with a different energy and a different perspective you know and it's so far working really great so tell me how did you get into the situation where he has two pretty equal coaches 
Yeah, so, I mean, I, I was with Nico Bachelet's Villy. We stopped in India Wells this year, and, um, you know, the, their team got hold of me, and he'd been with Xavier, and they said, look, would you be keen to do this for a trial period? And I said, sure. And, I mean, we started just be, just before Rome. We had a great success in Rome, and we just got along. Everyone got on really well. So we, we thought, well, let's, let's give it a run, and we were going, we were rolling with it. So it's, it's, it's working, and, uh, you know, when things are working, you, you tend not to change your winning game plan. Did you play Xavier? Uh, he's, you're a couple of years older than him, but did you play against him when you're in your playing days? Unfortunately, I have to say yes. And uh, he's one of the most talented people I've ever been on a tennis court with. Um, I mean, he he beat me six love six four. He probably doesn't even remember it. And I say I was lucky to get six love in the first set. That's how that's how much of a demolition it was. But no, he's super talented guy. Um, very uh, just a, a great guy to be around. And and. We've spoken a lot about it. We feel like maybe both of our egos are not of the highest, so that's potentially why it works so well between us. You know, when, when he's on duty, I let, let him do his thing, and when, he, when I'm on duty, he lets me do my thing. Of course, we speak all the time, but, um, you know, it's le- allowing the other guy to do his, put his stamp on it. I mean, you said that he was a very talented player. I mean, he was grouped with Hewitt, Federer, Safin, that generation at the start of the millennium, and yet he was perhaps the one who didn't quite make the most of his talent is that a part of what he can bring to the team in terms of, look, whatever you've got, you've got to make the most of it? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, we know how, I mean, he had a great career. I think he got top 20. He had numerous titles. He, he dealt with a lot of injuries. But he also brings to the table, you know, from that level of experience, um, you know, things where he could have done a little bit better, things where he, he did do very well. And, and the experience that he brings to it, it's, it's a huge statement and it's, it's a massive positive in addition to our team. And... Do you have a certain area that you deal with and he has a certain area that he deals with or is it just what you happen to see? No, it's, uh, we both deal with, you know, if we, if we have a technical thing, we discuss it between us and we come to an agreement. If it's a tactical thing, same thing. Um, if it's a mental thing, we, 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 Xavier and I are, are constantly on the same page. We're constantly discussing things. We don't necessarily always have to agree 100%, but we come up with a solution that works. And the most important thing is the solution has to be viable for the player and he has to understand it and he has to implement it. So if you compare working with Bazlashvili or Kevin Anderson, with whom you worked with very successfully, what is the difference for you? What do you have to hold back on as opposed to being the sole coach, now being one of two? Uh, no, it, it doesn't really change that much. It just means you, you actually have a fresher pair of eyes because you're not with them day in, day out. So you actually get more of a chance to, to take a step back and have a look and reassess and then come back in with, with renewed energy. So... It's if you can find it and it works, it's it's gonna, it really works well. I mean, I worked with Riley Opelka with two coaches. It, it didn't work as successfully, um, but I worked with Kevin Anderson with two coaches and it worked really well. So you know, it, it it just has to it deals with how the coaches communicate and get on with each other. And does it change things like pre-match discussions, whether over dinner or in a player lounge? I mean, does is, does that change with two people talking to the player? Uh, not really, because we tend to focus on what we're doing. You know, if, if you're going to invest too much energy into what the opponent's going to bring to the table, you, you, you kind of distract it from what your job actually is. So uh, it goes back to, you know, for example, when I'm on duty, then it's, it's my job. When Xavier's on duty, that's his job. So And I, I trust him and he trusts me. So that's why, you know, so, so far we've had good success. Let's get back to Alexei for a minute. How good do you think he can be? Well, I don't think he realizes how good he can be just yet. So, you know, he, he loves the big stage. He loves playing the big players. He's, I mean, he's had four top 20 wins this year. Um, and two top, I mean, I think he'd be Felix when he's in the top 10 as well, twice, and he'd be Taylor Fritz. So, you know, he, he, he's ready to, to 
to make a big move. And, you know, hopefully next year we're going to push forward and, and try to push him forward a little bit faster. You say he doesn't know how good he can be. Is that a good thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, of course, you want to believe that, you, you know, you have... Uh, you know, he's got a little bit more scar tissue than, let's say, like a Ben Shelton would have, for example, you know, who's kind of come out of college and just gone straight up the ranks. Um, you know, he doesn't really necessarily have the scar tissue from losing in futures and challenges and things like that, or qualies. And, you know, he hasn't really played any qualies. He's just gone straight through. But isn't that scar tissue good in terms of grinding out matches, which maybe Shelton hasn't yet got to having to do? Well, you're right. It could be, yeah. And uh, they always say that the second and third years on tour, that's when the locker room figures you out. So, you know, you, you, you f- you're playing as the players, but you're also playing is the whole locker room. But when you say that Alexi doesn't realise how good he can be, I take it there is no lack of confidence there because if there is, that's obviously something that you do have to work on. Of course, yeah. No, no. he, he realises he can be good and it's, and it's, there's, you know, even even in this year we've, where he's had a great year, started the year 120 and he's currently sitting around 40. Um, you know, there's numerous matches that we can look to where he actually potentially could have or should have won. And, you know, you win a couple more of those matches. For example, in the Grand Slams, we, we had three first-round losses this year. So that's something we really want to address next year and, and be better at. Uh, the 500s, we've only had one result in the 500s. So, you know, there's, there's areas that we can be better at. And that's we're on it all the time and we're looking at the numbers and tracking and, and seeing how we, how we can do better. And do you think that if he gets to the top 10 and becomes one of the marquee names of tennis, he could be an asset for the sport as well as just for himself? Absolutely. I mean, he, you know, he, people don't know him that well yet. I don't, I don't think he's, he sits just below the, the you know, your Holger Rune, Senna, Senna, Fritz, a bunch of these guys that are, you know, in the top Medvedevs. Um, and he sits just below the bubble, a little bit quieter. But uh, when people start figuring, knowing him, they'll, they'll really like him. Neville Godwin, thank you very much indeed. Pleasure, Chris.